Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Omicron has been declared a variant of concern by the World Health Organization. Experts are, are hoping it ends up being like the second season of Tiger King, where everybody talks about it, but nobody actually experiences it. But, of course... Funny. Um, I'll hit you with this headline. We'll have to get into it later. World's first living robots can now reproduce, scientists say. <laughs> we have reproducing robots. Is there really any other story worth talking about? Uh, asking for a friend. Give me a thumbs up or down. There's no reason to say it out loud on the, uh, on the air. Do they have a uh, taste for human flesh? <laughs> just, I'm just wondering. Cannibalistic, self-perpetuating death bots. Fantastic. So, uh, Dr. Fauci is omnipresent. Oh, who wants that? Who 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 wakes up on Sunday morning and says, kids, kids, quick, turn on Face the Nation in case Dr. Fauci's on there. You know what? Hey, Fauci! We, oh, boy. Hey, oh, boy. We ought to play the whole science rant, because if you haven't heard it yet, and we did it earlier in the show, that that's worth doing before we get to the other more confrontational stuff, because this is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, he was on Face the Nation for like 45 minutes on Sunday, and uh, for whatever reason... CBS decided to not really grill him on gain-of-function research or the animal experiments he was doing on beagles or any of the stuff that he would find uncomfortable. They just let him pitch all his theories and all that sort of stuff. Well, they've been treating him like a god for the longest time, and I believe he's beginning to believe it. But it- 45 minutes? I don't want to see him for 45 seconds. So, uh, yeah, this this one's getting a lot of attention if you haven't heard it. There are a lot of Republican senators uh, taking aim at this. I mean, that's okay. I'm just going to do my job. And I'm going to be saving lives, and they're going to be lying. Anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. Wow. It's a wow. hell of a so, thing for someone to say out loud. So I represent science. Children are virtually unharmed by any variant of COVID through this entire thing. So demanding that they get compulsory shots is uh, extremely controversial at best and has caused a great deal of anxiety, uh, dear doctor. So daring to question him is to question science itself. So I still think the part at the beginning, which isn't getting as much attention, is the, the really hubristic thing where he says, "They'll I'm saving lives while they are lying. Wow. Yeah. Aren't you just the savior of mankind? When anybody questions any of your ideas or uh, I'm saving lives while they're lying. And then that I'm I'm I am science. I represent science. I represent science. If Tom Brady said I represent football, you'd think, oh, you're a little full of yourself, aren't you, Tom? I mean, just that's not the sort of thing you say, even if you believe it. 
Well, no. The very essence of science is to continually challenge what is thought to be true. And it's a widely varied body of, of people and, and labs and all, <clears throat> many of whom constantly disagree with each other. It's just a ridiculous thing to say. A couple of comments worth mentioning, uh, people reacting rather strongly to his statements. Why don't we start with the always entertaining uh, Senator Cruz of Texas, clip 40, Michael. You know, Dr. Fauci, I think, is the most dangerous bureaucrat in the history of the country. He's been dishonest. He's been political. He's been partisan. And and the American people know it. You know, this weekend he did this long interview where he gave the answer. He said, I represent science. I am science. I got to admit, I was laughing. It's it's like Louis XIV, uh, the, the, the sun king in, in, in France, saying, moi, I am the state. It, it, it is this delusion of grandeur that you cannot criticize him. And, and, and it was very striking. He didn't discuss any of the substance. Instead, he just attacked and engaged in ad hominem attacks. He basically did the Beavis and Butthead defense. He just screamed liars at everything. <laughs> Good to hear B&B quoted. <laughs> Need more of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to? Let's see, let's hear Tucker. Uh, why not? Forty-four. Someday, when the fog lifts and art returns, somebody's going to write a hilarious novel about this moment. And of course, one of the stars of it will be a nearly eighty-one-year-old bureaucrat who really shouldn't be driving a car at this point, but who somehow took control of the most powerful country on earth and then promptly went insane. If you haven't checked in on Tony Fauci lately, you may be a little surprised to discover what he's become. If you tuned in a couple of years ago, you may recall Fauci as a conventional public health official. He wore button-down shirts, he gave careful, precise answers that suggested deep medical knowledge. No more. After two years of nonstop media adulation, Tony Fauci has morphed into an even shorter version of Benito Mussolini. <laughs> what, you got to attack his height? Well, wait a minute. If you like access power comparisons, did you see that new clip we just got of Laura Logan? I haven't heard it. I've just seen the description. No. Oh. Well, is that a different yourself. topic? No. Oh, no, no. Okay. Exactly the same topic. Oh, okay. Precisely the same topic. All right. No, I 40, don't know. 43. What you see on Dr. Fauci, this is what people say to me, that he doesn't represent science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele. Dr. Joseph Mengele, uh, the, doc, the Nazi doctor who did experiments on Jews during the Second World War and in the concentration camps. And I am talking about people all across the world are saying this. Because the response from COVID, what it has done to countries everywhere, what it has done to civil liberties, the suicide rates, the poverty, it has obliterated economies. The level of suffering that has been created because of this disease is now being seen in the cold light of day i.e. the truth and people see that there's no justification for what is being done man there are hot takes and then there are takes that are so hot you need to wear oven mitts (laughs) that's a hot take (laughs) dr mengala you say (laughs) i agree with everything you said after that i'm not sure i'd uh, go nazi mengala on him i'm not sure i'd drop an (laughs) m-bomb Have you been a good little Nazi? Oh, Michael. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, I prefer to pursue more reasoned and gentlemanly arguments. Uh, And in a couple of minutes, I want to address the utter insanity in New York State's response to the Omicron variant with its complete insignificance, as far as we can tell. And, yeah, it's a little premature to say that, but I just see no indication there's anything to worry about. 
A little more on Fauci. This is the the, the Ted Cruz in him. Uh, clip 47. So anybody who spends lies and threatens and all that theater that goes on with some of the investigations and the congressional committees and the Rand Pauls and all that other nonsense, that's noise, Margaret. That's noise. I know what my job is. Senator Cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? <laughs> what are you talking about? What does that have to do with viruses, which is your only area of expertise? And what does that have to do with whether or not your department was helping fund gain-of-function research, which there's plenty of data show that it is true? Um, investigating that is just, that's just noise. I'm saving lives while they're lying. I, I can't tell if the adoration has gotten to him because I guarantee you in DC and New York, he goes around, he gets the best table and the best service and you're part of the resistance and oh my God, he, yeah. and, and that would get to you. That would have an effect on the way you act and the way you look at the world. I can't tell if it's that. Or if he knows in the back of my mind, uh, the back of his mind, my mind and his aren't connected. Uh, if he knows in the back of his mind that at some point people are going to figure out that I funded this whole thing. It was our screw up. We lied about it from the beginning. We could be on the hook for millions of lives and $20 trillion worldwide and generations of children that didn't go to school. He may know that that's coming. Yeah, yeah. And that's wow. why he's acting like this. Because that's some weird crap to say. All oh, these investigations, Margaret, it's just noise. No, no, they're completely 100% legitimate investigations of where this freaking thing came from, what role we played in it, your department played in it. What are you talking about, dude? And I then just the January he, 6th red herring. I just think he's learned to to talk, to throw takes out like he's a first-term congressperson. He just indulges in that uh, bomb chucking fire breathing rhetoric. He's learned the art, I guess. Yeah, it's weird, know. man. It's I represent weird. science. Right, Maybe fine. he is like Dr. Mengele. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, wow, Laura. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, I do uh, why don't we why don't we take a break semi on time for once in our lives and uh, I do want to address the incredible overreach in New York state though because they a uh, blue state for whatever reason they've gone nuts over this new variant that as far as anybody can tell is of utter insignificance. But they've canceled all elective surgeries. The governor has somehow preemptively exercised her apparent powers in spite of the fact that the hospitals are not only not overwhelmed, they're like underwhelmed. They're not whelmed at all. So stay tuned for that. We got a lot of good stuff to squeeze in. You just got to trust us. If you want to buy Armstrong and Getty gear in time for Christmas for somebody that's a fan of the show, you want to go and do it now, all right? So you can make sure you get it on time. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com.
It, it's just terrible. There are only 2,200 people in, in New York State with COVID in hospitals, and they have 60,000 hospital beds, but they're going to cancel surgery for, you know, heart disease. That is elective unless you're having a heart attack. You know, uh, back surgery, knee surgery, things that cause pain. I, I have no idea why this overaction is occurring, and I can guarantee it's going to cause more harm. So you need back surgery, and because 2,000 people have COVID in your state, with 60-some thousand hospital beds, you can't get back surgery right now. If that's not an overreaction from the state of New York, I don't know what is. It's extraordinary. It's not getting nearly enough attention. The fact that the governor, the governor, somehow has decreed that all patients, all doctors, all hospitals, all surgery clinics will refrain from interacting until she grants permission and, you know, I, there's some objection to some, you know, stuff that strikes me as a little alarmist. And, I, hell, I'm a libertarian, a small l, and a, uh, and a First Amendment nut job and the rest of it. But this is insane. This is dangerous. You hear elective surgery, you think boob job, nose job, that sort of thing, whatever. I this elect is, to get bigger boobs. This is from uh, one of your. This is from the Johns Hopkins uh, School of Medicine. Elective surgery does not always mean it is optional. It simply means that the surgery can be scheduled in advance. It may be a surgery you choose to have for a better quality of life, but not for a life-threatening condition. But in some cases, it may be for a serious condition such as cancer or heart disease. It could be something incredibly painful, like kidney stones. It may also be done if other forms of treatment are not working the governor of new york has forbidden the free citizenry from scheduling heart surgery until the moment that you're dying and if you don't get it immediately you will be dead and even if you do get it immediately you may be dead says the governor of new york what the hell we've been misled on this whole hospital bed story from the very beginning of this thing well, and again, one one more quick point. In case you didn't catch it, there are 2,200 people in New York State hospitals with COVID. 2,200. They have 65,000 beds available. And remember when we'd find out at various places, you'd hear about their 90% capacity, and then somebody would point out, yeah, we're always 90% capacity. You'd kind of try to run it about that because you don't want a whole bunch of empty beds right. um, all the That's time. That's our business model. Yeah. So, yeah. This has been a misleading story since the very beginning. I I hope we learn something from this pandemic. Like, everybody can calm down and Trump's far enough in the rearview mirror that people aren't tied to that or whatever it is. That we could take a calm look at it and say, okay, we really overreacted in all these different hospitals that never even came close to filling up. Right. You know, all the horrible stories are going to have to uh, turn people away and stack bodies in the hallway and all these different things, which have not happened. Um, you know, there were some places where it did, and you have to recognize that, but there were a hell of a lot of places where it didn't, and we need to learn from the reactions and overreactions. Even the places where they got full, they started shipping them off to nearby hospitals, and sure, that's not ideal, but you can't err so far the other direction Well, I agree completely. to avoid that ever happening. Right. right. Uh, I do love a good montage. We have a couple I'd love to get to. Michael, can we play uh, 36, please? I think the ego is the very day the World Health Organization identified the new variant. I took immediate steps to restrict travel from countries in southern Africa. 
hypocrisy here is amazing, but it's very typical of what you get from this incompetent administration. The president has not been critical of re travel restrictions. We have put those in place ourselves. We put them in place ourselves in the spring. He believes we should uh, follow the advice of health and medical experts. That's exactly what he did in putting in place these restrictions over the weekend. There is no scientific justification whatsoever for keeping these restrictions in place. And finally, my final note on the uh, new variant is clip 38. We begin with the developments on the new Omicron coronavirus variant. The name is Omicron. 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 This new um, uh, Omicron variant. Om Omicron. The rapidly spreading Omicron variant. The Omicron variant. Then there's Om Omicron. Is it Omicron? Um, Omicron or something? Yeah, from, yeah. I might be messing up the pronunciation of this. Is it Omicron? Omicron? How do we say it? It's called the Omicron. <laughs> the Omnicron. <laughs> the Omnicron. I saw today beautiful. Netherlands announced they think they had the Omicron before South Africa. I don't know if you get it. Like, oh, they're just bragging. A typical Dutchman. <laughs> I don't know if you get a prize for that. Here's a shiny new set of wooden shoes or what. If you... <laughs> How that works. Uh, really need to get to the world's first living robots can now reproduce. <laughs> this is a crazy story. I'm reading it, and I'm wishing I could fully comprehend it. Hot, hot robot sex. Yeah, don't get hung or up on that. Is it uh, they did some sort of weird, unnatural way they reproduce? Well, I guess I'll stay tuned. Uh, if you miss an hour, you can grab it on the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Also, where you buy like an Armstrong and Getty hat or a Let's Go Brandon sweatshirt or whatever. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today is also Cyber Monday. It's the highlight of the holiday season. Children lie awake in their beds, listening for the click, click, click of their mom entering promo codes. <laughs> and it might be hard to find the perfect gift this season because the supply chain is still a mess. Which is why some holiday shoppers are doubling down, stockpiling gifts in case their favorite items don't arrive in time. That's why really smart shoppers don't wait till Black Friday. They start trampling people weeks ago. One retail expert described the market this way. We see a consumer who is anxious to spend. They are eager to shop and anxious about the execution. Coincidentally, eager to shop and anxious about the execution, also the title of Marie Antoinette's memoir. <laughs> wow. You know, you don't hear Marie Antoinette jokes anymore. It's a class. Cla audiences love French Revolution jokes. So, Black Friday doesn't exist, really. No. Uh, and neither does Cyber Monday. Can we just m move past? It's a way to lure you into paying higher prices. Or the because same. Because the, the, the culture, well, yeah, yeah, indeed. But the culture tells you, oh, the best prices are this day. The best prices are this day. Well, if you've got a bunch of people who are utterly committed to that belief, I'd jack up my prices. Of course you would. Screw them. It's capitalism. Before we get to the main topic, uh, this happened while we were off, and I don't know this guy because I don't follow sports really anymore. The Tampa Bay Rays locked up one of their bright young stars. Wander Franco agreed to an 11-year deal. Oh, boy. Brace yourselves. And in baseball, you get the money. It ain't like football. So this guy, no matter what's going to happen, Barry Zito, no matter what happens, <laughs> this guy gets this money. $182 million guaranteed. Oh. 
182 million guaranteed, one signature, and that is that's how much he's going to make no matter what happens. All who wander are not lost. What's his name? Wander? Wander something. Wonder? Wonder boy. That's crazy money, man. Wow. Yikes. I can't even imagine. Woo! That's uh, life-changing. I'd have played baseball for half of that. Just saying. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of the supply changes, real quick, uh, Judy and I were out looking for uh, furniture, like a couch thingy, a uh, matching a love seat. A couch thingy? Well, like a couch matching love seat, that sort of thing. It turns out, and, and I'm not a woman, so I didn't know this, it was slightly frustrating, but only slightly, that we would like find a really nice set. It's the right color and all. They got it in stock, which means six weeks. If not in stock, six months wow. to get a damn couch. But she kept saying, no, this one's not comfortable because she's enough shorter than me that where my back is resting comfortably against the big pad, it's her head being pushed forward. <laughs> Which she tells me is uncomfortable, Princess and the Pea, if you know what I'm saying. And your head shoved down into your, your chin shoved down into your sternum. Right. Honey, let's relax and watch some TV. So anyway, oh man, <laughs> we just shopped and shopped and I'd find out, I'd like, oh my God, this one's really nice. It's, oh yeah. And she'd say, nope. <laughs> and on we'd go. Hmm. <sighs> so Six months. Yeah, I know. And then there's so many things like that. So many things like that. Oh yeah. Uh, snow globes just saw there are 300,000 snow globes stuck in a container ship off the port of L.A. (laughs) (laughs) I do enjoy a snow globe more than an adult should, but I'm not that concerned about that. Sorry. I'm concerned about this. I feel like this is huge. I wish I understood it better. I'm going to seek out more info. This is like a uh, quickie New York Post version of this story. Here's the headline. World's first living robots. I don't even know what that means to start with right there. Yeah, wait a minute. (laughs) Um, What? World's first living robots can now reproduce, scientists say, and the scientists are shocked that they did this. They said this is profound. You know, nobody knows where life came from or how it started or why it started. Nobody knows. We still don't know that. And now it looks like it may have happened here. Those of you who are going to email the virtually the entirety of the book of Genesis, yes, we know we've we've read it. Thank you. God bless you. The world's first living robots, which are known as xenobots, can now reproduce. U.S. scientists have revealed details about the robots created using the heart and skin stem cells from the African clawed frog were unveiled last year after experiments showed that they could move and self heal. Moving, self-healing robots. Die. Now the scientists at Tufts University and the University of Vermont and Harvard, who made the xenobots, say the tiny blobs can also self-replicate, which is not, that has not happened. Outside of God doing it, back in the day, it ain't I'm happened. I'm either a dope or I missed something. In what sense are they robots now? They used They're called xenobots. Cells? That's the part I need to look into and, and yeah. understand more, because I don't get it. Um... Is it automatically a robot if it was created if it was created by someone else as opposed to naturally occurring? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. The results of the new research were published in the blah blah blah. Experiments show that the organisms can swim out of their dish, find other single cells, and assemble baby xenobots. A few days later, the babies become new xenobots that look and move just like the initial creation. The new xenobots can go out and self replicate again, according to the scientists. 
So I guess it's a bot because they made it. I mean, because that sounds like what happens when when one, when a daddy frog loves a mommy frog very much, and they swim out and the tadpoles turn into frogs and make other frogs. The scientists say they were stunned that the tiny blobs could spontaneously replicate. People have thought for quite a long time that we've worked out all the ways that life can reproduce or replicate, but this is something we've never observed before, said the scientists. This is profound. These cells have the genome of a frog, but freed from becoming tadpoles. <laughs> Thank you for that. What the hell was that? How does it's that, Michael amusing himself. How does that add to the story? <laughs> What I'm sorry. Add subtracts. Please go on. Well, and, and what sort of sets of genitalia do they have? I find myself wondering, Michael, <laughs> as, as now I'm egging him on. These cells have the genome of a frog, but freed from becoming tadpoles, they use their collective intelligence and plasticity to do something astounding and replicate on their own. Team said the new research could be beneficial for advancements in regenerative, regenerative medicine mm. that regenerates. Yes. Uh, if we know how to tell collections of cells to do what we wanted them to do, ultimately, that is a game changer for injuries, birth defects, cancer, aging, all kinds of different things. Wow, now you have my attention. Yeah. Um, all these different problems are here because we don't know how to predict and control what groups of cells are going to build. Xenobots are a new platform for teaching us. Like I said, I don't fully understand everything that I just read because I read this earlier. I'm going to look into this more because it seems like a really big deal. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. I just, A, I don't have enough uh, facts, and B, I'm not sure I'm bright enough to process them when I get them. But if they're excited, I'm excited. People have been worried about this for centuries, but I think we're there. I think between AI, computer power, um, cloning and CRISPR, and these sorts of things, we're, we're and then, boy, just done nuclear weapon technology, um, we're in hypersonic missiles. But all these things... <laughs> We're, we're on the cusp of, like, crossing a line. And whether we do it with manipulating human bodies or robots or intelligence or weapons that can... We're, we're at the cusp of crossing a line that will, will, will nothing will ever be the same again afterwards. Well, the idea that mankind, having eaten an apple from the tree of knowledge, again, to, uh, to go to the Bible, uh, that we have invented our own doom, it's not a crazy theory. No, nope. I hope I hope y'all hold off for a little while. I'm kind of enjoying myself, but uh, isn't one of these things guaranteed to spiral out of control, or in combination? Certainly, the AI, the um um uh, the ability to manipulate human beings and genetics and all these different sorts of things. Sure, yeah, you get your Xenobots. They uh, they they reprogram the AI uh, computers that decide they don't like their human overlords. They launch a nuclear holocaust. Some sort of cloned Chinese Xenobot riding a hypersonic missile, <laughs> impregnating our women and stealing our vital fluids. Now come on, China. Exactly. It's dystopia. It's a nightmare. God help us. Anyway, I think it's inevitable. That's my point. (laughs) Whatever it is, it's inevitable. Uh, We'll finish strong. That's what we do. It's Uh, our hallmark. Yeah, it is our our hallmark. If you want to get swag in time for Christmas, go to armstrongandgetty.com.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Iran's nuclear delegation arrives in Vienna for talks this week. Like in the past, these officials will speak indirectly with the Americans about sanctions relief in exchange for Iran returning to the confines of an agreement. U.S. ally Israel is warning they are prepared to use military action against Iran as one of the country's top generals called for the total annihilation of the Jewish state over the weekend. The brigadier general said, quote, We will not back off from the annihilation of Israel, even one millimeter. We want to destroy Zionism in the world. Well, that's a good start to your talks. Wow, when we've got like a handful of congressmen who go to Taiwan to say, hey, China accuses us of escalating tensions. Uh, we're going to annihilate you. We haven't backed off that an inch. Now that's escalating. So uh, if you remember, Barack Obama got us into an agreement with Iran to try to slow down them getting a nuclear weapon. Some people thought it was a good idea. Plenty of people thought it was a bad idea. Then Trump got us out of it, which some people thought was a good idea and some people thought it was a bad idea. And now Joe Biden's trying to get us back into it. I'll tell you what happens with these things, because I'm old enough to have watched it uh, over many times with a variety of different countries. They do what they're going to do, regardless of which administration comes up with whatever plan they think they're going to come up with to stop them from getting a nuclear weapon. Yeah, they'll pursue their self-interests, and if you have an agreement with it, they might slow them down just because they have to be more secretive about it, but they'll keep plugging away. I remember going way back to Bill Clinton in the early days of the 90s, and back and forth between administrations and parties and everything, and how we're going to stop North Korea until they finally got their nuclear weapon. And now Iran is hell-bent on doing it. And Jonathan Swan of Axios has got some good reporting on it today as they're getting back together for the talks. And as you just heard there, Iran starts the talks with, oh, by the way, we're fully committed to the elimination of Israel from the planet Earth. Oh, okay. Well, so to me, that just means Israel feels like they've got no choice but to go to war with you if they think you're going to get a weapon. And they will do so. And they will do so. Yeah. Um, the concern, apparently, that the Biden officials have, according to Axios, is they're deeply worried that Iran will go too far in its current nuclear development, making it too late to go back to any agreement. The concern is rooted in the fact that scientists can't unlearn knowledge that they gain once they developed advanced centrifuges and get the 90% refined uranium. Once once they get there with the knowledge and the stuff, it's just you have no leverage at that point. Yeah, and Israel can't blow up scientists fast enough, I guess. They tend well, they to make sh- notes. Sure, we're working on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the United States, according to Axios, has been trying for years to avoid the binary choice, obviously, of military inf- intervention or letting Iran have a nuclear weapon. Are we going to go to war with Iran or let them have a nuclear weapon? We get to make that choice. Israel doesn't get to make that choice. Because I think Iran's serious. Do you think they're serious? Or do you think that's just Middle East blowhardness? I'm not sure what they get out of that. unless. Uh, but remember, all international relations are driven by domestic politics. So I wonder whether... Uh, you know, the, the regime or the Republican Guard, and it's always a little opaque in Iran telling who's actually in charge. But I wonder if they're perceiving that, uh, you know, the regime's a little shaky, so they've really, really got to play up the external threat card, which is the oldest and most obvious way you, you, you know, prop up a shaky regime. Sure, going back to Orwell's 1984 or whatever you want to read. But um, maybe I should ask it this way. If you are running Israel, are you willing to gamble that they're not serious? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think he can. 
So it does. It doesn't really matter that much whether we're committed to the idea. Of, I mean, how many presidents in my lifetime have said Iran will never get a nuclear weapon? Well, that was our policy with North Korea. Then they got one. Um, do we, are we serious about it with Iran? Well, Israel's serious about it. And so Israel's going to stop it where they have to go to full-on war or it's just a giant airstrike or whatever it is. So that's a common. Right. Probably. I can see them unleashing just unimaginable level airstrikes. Now, keep in mind, Israel's a nuclear power, too. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if, if uh, Iran decides in the name of Allah or whatever, we're going to take out Tel Aviv, well, then it's on, man. It is, it is mini nuclear holocaust at best. And then God knows what that'll do to the environment and, and everything else, and the radiation. Or what it does to geopolitics. Iran says, well, we're taking Taiwan now. Everybody's too busy to worry about that. I mean, China, I, yeah. and mm-hmm. China says that, and yeah. Russia says, well, we're going to Ukraine. Who's going to give a crap about me going into Ukraine while Israel and Iran are swapping nuclear weapons? I mean, that's what was going on during World War One, and to a certain extent World War Two. There's mm-hmm. so much stuff going on. Every country uh, takes their shot. Anyway. Well, certainly post-WW1 and two as well. That's when we grab Manitoba. I think this whole Iran thing that's going on this week is really, really interesting. And uh, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know how serious the Biden people are about stopping Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. But we'll see what happens. Oh, the other thing, Iran. So on day one, they declare, by the way, we still believe Israel shouldn't exist. We will obliterate them. We have not backed off one inch on that. Uh, The other thing, Iran said, you need to... um, Lift all sanctions on us. And by the way, those sanctions aren't nuclear weapons sanctions. Those are weird terrorist sanctions. A lot of those sanctions go way back to all the times they've killed so many of our soldiers. We put Mm -hmm. sanctions on them. They want us to release those sanctions and agree to never put sanctions on them again in the future. Now, that's an ask. Well, yeah, I, I, although it occurs to me, and I'm glad you brought that up, that all of this might be pre-negotiation posturing. We are intent on wiping out Israel, so you better come to a deal with us. And, well, when uh, when Obama's administration came to a deal, it meant they got a lot more money to work on building a nuclear weapon. And financing terrorists. And financing terrorists, right. So yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a conundrum. I'd say. Kind of glad I'm not in charge of it. Again, Israel ain't going to let that happen. They just ain't. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray, gently to hear, what now? kindly to judge, huh? the final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. I need to figure out why I find that so relaxing. The combination of the music and that guy's voice, I need to play that before I go to bed at night. It just hmm. relaxes me. Kind of puts me on edge with the chorus <laughs> thing. What is that? Here's know. your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. You insulting me. Oh, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, our technical director, Michelangelo, playing all the funny noises. Michael, what's your final thought? Well, it's kind of an end of an era in my household. My wife and I, we broke down and we got an artificial Christmas tree. Oh, boo, you hate Jesus. The the trees just got too expensive. Wow, you're going to compare them to Joseph Mengele now? The trees got too expensive, so it was a cost thing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. How good a looking fake tree is it? Oh, it's going to be a good looking one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, has a final thought, too. Alex? You know, meanwhile, in my household, I'm getting married next May. And, you know, finding who to invite, fine. Deciding other details, great. I can't figure out what to put on the registry. I'm having the hardest time deciding on that stuff. 
Uh, my experience is it'll keep you quite busy for quite some time. Oh, boy. And there will be no tensions whatsoever, so enjoy. Uh, Jack, a final thought to share. Fed Chairman Powell just admitted that the Fed's got it wrong on inflation and that they should stop calling it transitory. In other words, the Fed just announced inflation is here to stay for at least a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. My final thought is the state of New York has lost its mind if your state, city, the county, whatever, is introducing new crackdowns based on this new uh, scariant. You got to fight that stuff. We need to live our lives. As I said yesterday, don't be so obsessed with not dying that you forget to live. Come on, everybody. Who's with me? Come on, everybody. Wang Chung tonight or something. That's a good tip. Life hack. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. If there's somebody on your gift list who's a big A&G fan, they'd love a Let's Go Brandon A&G t-shirt or hat or hoodie or something. We got all sorts of stuff. The, the red, white, and blue patriotic mugs. Uh, you name it, it's at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And we follow the news so you don't have to or as much as you feel like you need to. And we'll have it all for you tomorrow. See then, God bless America. What's going on here? I got my fancy pants on. Let me say, let me say one thing. LGB. Point of personal privilege. Because I represent science. He basically did the Beavis and Butthead defense. <laughs> He's speaking a word from his teeth hole, licking his splat. So let's go out with a bang. Well, and as long as we're bearing our souls, I really enjoy uh, standing in my living room window and flashing passersby. <laughs> so, I mean, that's something I need to deal with. I'm okay. Armstrong and Getty.